the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let me turn up this local stuff here, and uh, we'll be able to adjust our stuff. Podcasting. What happened? All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Five minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair. It's on Osborne and 16th Street. Been around that location since 1971. Good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, Mark. Thanks you know, for having me, man. No, I'm I'm appreciative. I, I, I like people to come on the show, especially guys that have been around since 1970s. Yeah. You started with your dad. Right. Or, I started back in uh, 1971. Okay. My, uh, my dad actually, uh, we, we moved out here when I was uh, probably 69 is when we moved out here. My dad got a job over in Scottsdale as an office manager and that didn't pan out, and there was a guy up the street that owned a gas station, a Chevron gas station, and uh, him and my dad always talked business, and he liked the way my dad thought, and he told him, he said, I want to retire. So he goes, why don't you take this thing over? My dad knew nothing about the gas station business whatsoever or the automotive repair industry. So he decided that uh, he was going to give it a shot. Well, here we are 45 years later, still doing the same thing, and, uh, yeah, I was real young then, and uh, I, I kind of got my feet wet by – Starting out at 10 years old, pulling weeds out of planters, sweeping the parking lot, pumping gas, painting islands. Painting islands. Did yeah. that? Oh, yeah, that was a big thing for for the uh, for the oil companies. Yep. Yeah, they come out and they check your curbs, and if they had scratches yeah. in them, boy, you were in trouble. So we, yeah, we had to make sure we kept those uh, painted, and, uh, and then we just moved on up. And then I I bought the business from my dad uh, about 10 years ago, but I've been running it for a long time prior to that, and. Uh, we had moved. We started at 20th Street in Osborne, and then we're down on 16th Street. We're just a little bit north of Osborne on okay. Clarendon. It's actual Clarendon at 3636. And um, and then we had a we we had a uh, Texaco station on 16th of Missouri for a while, and uh, and then back then they were building office buildings like crazy. So they uh, they took it. They they wanted to put an office building there. So my dad sold it and went down there, and uh, we've been there ever since. We've been there since about '85, '86. Now that's that was a Texaco, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, well, the plate the place that we're at now used to be like a '66 back. My a couple old timers told me 16th Street was a dirt road. That was like a '66. Okay. And and then when we took it over, it was just a garage. It was only a two bay garage. Well, we built six bays on the back, and we we, we put tanks in the ground, and and we built pumps and islands and yeah islands and we did the whole nine yards because that's what we knew you know yeah and uh and it was a texaco and then we 
then Texaco was pulling out of here, I don't know, a few years after that, and we became a Conoco for a while. Okay. And then we got out of the gas business probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. It's been a long time. And uh, just because if you're not a super pumper and you're not pumping a lot of gas, you don't really have a lot of clout, and it's really difficult. to. It's a tough business, you know, oh, especially now with Quick Trip and all the super pumpers out yep. there. they got 25 pumps. You know, we only had six Four or six pumps. Yeah. Well, and then you talked about pumps. In our days, the pump had one nozzle, but today the pump has six nozzles. There's three's on this side and three on the other side. Absolutely. So now they're they're counting nozzles, and some of these quick trips may have 12 dispensers at six nozzles. So you're talking 72 nozzles. Yeah. And there's a heck of a lot of uh, fuel that you got to pump to pay for that kind of infrastructure. Absolutely. And then the you know obviously the quick the 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 C stores. The C stores and stuff like that that they're doing. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm glad we're out of the um, gas business um, because it was just something that we needed to uh, move on. But, uh, the, you know, we're just doing full auto repair now. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, I actually spent a lot of times in meetings with your dad, Dennis. Yeah. And um, I always respected him. I always liked him. He was quiet. Um, sometimes you didn't know what he, he was going to say. Sometimes, but but more times than not, when he spoke, we listened because he didn't say much, but he said a lot with a few words. Yeah. And there were times that he he would be so much nicer than I was capable of being in be and disagreeing. I don't really think that that's an appropriate way to handle this. And I here's some of the things that. He was just calm and collected where so many of us, and probably you to some extent, it's just raise your house and hand and say, that's BS. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but your dad had a lot of class when it came to those kinds of issues. I sat on a few, more than a few committees at the Better Business Bureau with him. And he was just, a, he, he had good input. He had good input. He wasn't a real emotional guy. And if you were in the meeting and you were getting talked about because you had a complaint, yeah. then he wouldn't make you matter. He would he he would disagree with you, but he wouldn't do it in a in a mean way. And I always, I, you know, I think that comes with age. I think you're right, and and I think he, he probably was a little worn down from yelling at me. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was doing something to tick him off. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. It's no different than my son Alan. He says, "Why do you spend so much time getting mad at me?" And I said, "I don't know. Why do you spend so much time getting me mad at me? It's your fault." <laughs> All right, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. At Quality Transmission, they don't have different grades of repair. They just give you their best effort each and every time, and their best effort is just to fix the problem you had and not create any need for new ones. They're not the cheapest guys in town. 90% of their work is from repeat customers, and they are a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, so that means your warranty is really a nationwide warranty with all the other members of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association. Quality Transmission has been in the East Valley since 1977. He'll drive your car, and he'll talk to you for free, and that's something special because they're that good. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. And let me get a number here real quick, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and Brad's our first caller. Brad, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Say, I bought a uh, 2016 Hyundai Elantra. And uh, so it's brand new, 3,000 miles on it. Uh, when I hit a manhole cover that's an inch under or so with the rear right uh, tire, rear passenger side tire, that car will jerk out to the right on me. The rear end will jerk out to the right. I had an old Buick one time. Well, not an old Buick, but 
a unibody Buick that was hit dead in the center, and they could never get that frame straightened, and that car did the same thing. Now, I just dropped it off at service, and they said, well, we probably won't find anything with it. Is, is there something wrong with that rear end? Well, it, it, oh, wow, that's a whole lot on your plate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, what really has to happen is, is we have to be able to duplicate the problem. So we have to find the manhole cover. We have to drive over it with the left rear and the right rear. And we have to have somebody stand in there to watch what's going on. Yeah. Because it sure sounds like that there's something wrong with the right rear. That's it's changing. What I hear you saying is, in a nutshell, is is when I hit a manhole cover that's recessed about an inch, that when the right rear hits it, it literally changes the direction of the car. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. So it causes the car to either go right or left on the front end, or it causes the rear end of the car to go right or left. Is that fair? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's pretty dangerous, and um, I, I know it's I know it's fixable. It's fixable. Right. Let me ask you a question. Did you go for a ride with anybody at the dealership to show them what it was doing? No, I just dropped it off and left. See, that's yeah. If you were at my facility, that's one of the the first thing we would do is go for a ride with you, and we want to see what exactly it's doing. That way, when when the technician brings the car back, tells the service rider, I don't see anything wrong with it. He doesn't know really what you're looking for. Noises are the same way. Sometimes we're chasing a noise, and there's five noises, and we're chasing the wrong noise. So I want to make sure that I know exactly what the problem is. I would want – so if they tell you that they can't find it, I would recommend you go back there and ask the technician to go for a ride with you. Right. Well, That's and, what I – And, and you, need to, you needed to say that at the beginning. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Because well, you should have he said, said – get, get some, he, Yeah. He said they probably won't find anything. I said, that's fine. We'll, we'll keep going until we do get it corrected. And, then he knew I wasn't. Well, you know, if if but I do understand what stage, you're saying. Yeah, that? he's he's setting the stage for just to tell you that you're going to have to wait till it gets worse. And and I suggest to you that based on your description that that you have a dangerous issue there. So um, I, I don't think it's in your best interest to buy a brand new car and then have a problem, especially how well you described it. And, and you, you talk about left rear, no problem, right rear, big problem. You, you've done a good job. When you go back there, just walk right into the service manager's office and say, get your front end guy out here. Um, I'm not leaving here until I get the chance to take somebody on a ride. Um, it's, it's, see, the service rider, you talk to the service rider, yeah. right? And, yeah. and when you talk to the service rider, where does it go from there, David? It goes to the technician. No. It goes to the dispatcher. Oh, it goes to the and, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and our, then the dispatcher yeah. oftentimes will dispatch the car to the shop foreman, and the shop foreman will then make a trip through the shop to determine who's going to get the car. And it could be the air conditioning guy gets your rear end car. It could be a lot of things. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of people involved. So if remember that old deal in high school when one person would tell another person a secret, and then they go yep. through 50 people, Absolutely. and at the end of the day that somebody <laughs> got married and got pregnant and stuff like that? Well, that's exactly what goes on in big organizations, unlike smaller yep. ones like you and I. Own. Right. So th those are the issues. You, you're you're going to have to be polite but tenacious. You're going to have to insist that you're going, and you and you need to plan the trip. You can't take the technician for an hour and a half. That's not going to right. be, that ain't going to fly. Yeah, you it won't take, take that him long. And show him. All right, you got to take him and show him, and uh, and then and then you just leave it there. And and it and the CSI card that you're going to get on this service 
you have no idea, Brad, how important your rating is to that dealership because all the funds that that dealership gets from the mothership are directly related to Customer Satisfaction Index, CSI. And okay. if you mark them down, it's an ugly situation. They're going to be calling you and begging you to change that number. And you hold firm. It, it, it's not that they're going to be bad. It's just I'm preparing you for what typically happens. And it's going to take a while to get that car fixed. Yeah. Well, do you, do you so, have any suggestions on what the problem may be? I think something's loose in the rear end. I think yeah, I think yeah. we got something loose. I, Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think it has anything to do with your frame. Leave that frame story out of it because oh, okay. the the frame you're talking about is completely different than the unibody that that Hyundai has. And okay, and we well. have the capability today to we have a jig. Okay, here's the deal. We have this machine that that has all these protrusions that go upward. We pick your car up and we set it on the frame rack. These protrusions have to fit. The round hole has to fit in the round hole. The D hole has to fit in the D hole. The star hole has to fit in the star hole. And we set this thing up and we set your car on it. And like a chiropractor, we can pull and push and get your car better than the factory specifications. So we can do that today, but I am quite sure you've got something that's very loose in the right rear of that car. So when that tire drops off, it's changing direction. It's causing you to counter steer that car. I think that's dangerous. And waiting until it gets worse is likely to cause it to waiting until something collapses in that right rear suspension and causes a big problem for you. So, well, thank you, Brad, for bringing that up. Good luck to you, buddy. And if you run into a problem where they're at a stalemate, um, give me a call, and I'll guide you to some good front-end people who will take a ride with you and, and help you. And then uh, I know we can get it fixed, but who's going to pay for it is going to be a different question. Right, absolutely. Figure out what it is first. All righty. Well, thank you. 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair on Osborne and 16th Street is sitting next to me, and we'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember... The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com. I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Are you closing in on retirement, but just don't have the confidence that your current plan will provide enough income for you to truly enjoy your golden years? Or worse, are you afraid you'll outlive your money? Remove that stress from your life. Join Tim Van Houten for Let's Talk Money, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., right here on 960 The Patriot. But if you don't want to wait for the show, call Tim right now, 888-767-2122. That's 888-767-2122. 888-767-2122. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. 
home to their mountains and valleys, home to their families and friends, home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. David Martin sitting next to me. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 3636 North 16th Street, which is just north of Osborne, between Osborne and Indian School on 16th Street. Been around in that neck of the woods since 1971. And he's actually a second generation because his father started the business. And your dad still work for you? You know, he works for me now. He does work for you? What is, how does that work for you, buddy? Well, yeah, he doesn't listen to anything I say, but, you know, <laughs> but he does still work. Yeah, you know, he's he's figured it out. He's he's brilliant. He's figured out all the non-stressful jobs in the shop that he can do, like clean up, sweeping the floor, taking customers, driving them home, uh, you know, uh, test driving cars, yeah. you know, and... And he loves it, and yeah. he, you know, and I and I'm really doing it more for my mom than him because if she was home with him 24/7, mm-hmm. I don't know they used to be married. There'd be a homicide on 16th Street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happens. I, I got a, a funny story is um, as as I approach retirement, um, I have come to the conclusion this is this is an amazing thing. There's five reasons when you get to retirement. There are five major problems between husbands and wives, and they're not generally husbands or wife i'll give them to you real quick and i've done a study of this i've talked to more than 140 couples here's my question you guys are on the cusp of retirement 60s um, and here's the end result one of them wants to work and one of them doesn't one of them wants to travel and one of them doesn't one of them wants to be around the kids and the grandkids and one of them doesn't really care (laughs) financial reasons and then covertly and silently, one of them will say, I don't want to spend the rest of my life around that son of a gun <laughs> eight or ten hours a day. Yeah. And 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 then one of them, uh, the sixth reason is one of them wants one of them wants to start a new career and the other wants no part of that. So it's not really the woman this or the man that. Yeah. It's just one of them. 
Yeah. And it's an it's an interesting concept. And as Renee and I are doing the same thing, I'm up at the ranch as much as I can be, and she'll be up there three days a week. But she wants to be back at work, and she wants to be with the kids. And I'm here a day or two, so we're still trying to work it out. But the retirement part of it is hard. Oh, I believe and, it. And 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 I sympathize with your father because he's he how old's your dad? Um, he's 76. Okay, so he's got me by quite a few years. I just turned 61. So he, he's got me by quite a few years, but the, the, the thing of it is, is he's walked that path for 15 years. Here's the good news. The good news appears that as we get close to 70, instead of going separate, we come together yeah. and we learn how to retire together. So the people at 70 typically have a better handle than all of the rest of us who are just walking that path. You know, and it has and, nothing to do with cars, but I just thought I'd share that with you. Oh no, and 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 I agree with you. Um, my dad likes projects. He likes to do projects. You know, I I had this one wall behind my desk that I wanted to do something different with because he had some ugly shells up there, and I just didn't like it. And I said, I'm going to take all these down. Well, first of all, he disagreed with me, and then he says, Well, I'll just do it. So he he went up there, he repainted the thing, he took it down. It looks great. Yeah. He does it. I mean, he's really kind of anal about what he does you know and he he does a really good job and and uh, so when i get these little kind of goofy projects there i let him do them i say here you want to do this and he says yeah i'll do it so it, it's fun to him it's it's entertaining he yeah. just likes to you know time is really not a value to him he just spends as much time on it as he wants well i just wonder is is he saying i am I'm, I'm having a lot of fun without her or is she saying thank god he's that david's got him today yes i think i think the second one is right Anyway, Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto Repairs has been on my best list for quite a few years, and I'll tell you, Tom is worth it. Tom really does good work. He does good diagnosis. He's been around a long time. I've known him since the late 70s and early 80s. He was a good tech then, and he's a good tech now. He has a BMW technician, but he services all domestic and all foreign cars as well. So he's been around in the North Phoenix area since 1983. I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, Action Auto Repair, a great place, and one of the stars on the best car repair shops list. When it comes to new cars, let me, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. This isn't a test. Intelligent Cruise Control. Have you ever heard of that? Intelligent cruise control or adaptive cruise control is another. Now, each one of the car manufacturers is going to say, call this a different name. I'm going to tell you that right now. So it's like autopilot? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Adaptive cruise control on the Ford side, this is what happens. You set your, you're, you're on a two-lane highway. You set your cruise control at 65 miles an hour. As you come up to a slower-moving car, it will allow you to pick, to pace it, and how far back? One car length to four car lengths. Mm-hmm. That's pretty so, good. So you're coming up, and let's say you're going to Payson. Yeah. Okay? You're going up and down some hills. So you set your cruise control at the speed limit of 65, which nobody does. So you're in the right lane, and you come up across the small moving vehicle at 60. Well, your adaptive cruise control will set it at 60. Now, when you turn on your left turn signal and you pull out to pass it, it will bring you back up to 65. Wow. And you don't touch anything. So this adaptive cruise control allows it's really, truly automatic and and it won't let you hit a car in front of you because if you come into a car in front of you it'll apply the brakes for you and cancel cruise control yeah a lot of the cars nowadays that they're starting to do that more and more where the 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 vehicle any object in front of you it'll stop the car but as far as that cruise control thing that's pretty slick i mean yeah. that, that makes it kind of makes it it takes a little bit of the uh, driving out of it you well, know and, makes it and, simple in Payson, my wife says you know I'm, I'm i'm going up a hill and and you pull in behind a truck that's doing 45 and there's cars on the left hand side of you 
Well, so you do 45 until the left run clears. You turn on your signal, and when you, as soon as you clear that truck, then the car speeds up, puts you at 65, you pass, you get back in the lane, and you're home free. She says, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She says, all you have to do is steer. Forward emergency braking. Now, that's 15 different names of it. They all, they'll never come to an agreement. But forward emergency braking is just that. It has a radar and a camera in front of it. And if something happens, it applies the brakes. But it also blows your your windshield up with red lights. So they usually have heads-up display kind of thing yeah. where they've got these red lights embedded in the dash. And and all of a sudden, you're, you're going to go ding, 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 ding. And these red lights are flashing. And all of a sudden, your face is near the windshield as the car is applying the brakes because you weren't paying attention. Right. And so let me ask you a question. How do you think that it's going to be cheap to fix those kinds of systems? Well, did you see the dollar signs in my eyes? Because that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, I get these customers that come into my shop, and they got all these buttons. You push this button, it does this. You push this button, it does this. And all these bells and whistles in their car just makes them so happy, right? Uh-huh. And all I do is dollar signs in my eyes going, are you kidding me? When this stuff breaks, it's going to cost a fortune, and who in the heck's going to be able to fix it? Do you remember when we had a manual... Uh, steering wheel with manual telescopic and manual extension. Okay, so with telescopic and it would tilt. Tilt and telescopic, it was manual. We never fixed those. They were bulletproof. All of a sudden, we went to electric motors with little drive shafts, and now we did a Jaguar the other day that was $1,100 to fix the telescopic part of it. You know, I had a 95 Ford van, and I just recently bought another van, but it had manual everything in it. Manual windows. It had, And you know what? <laughs> Never had a problem. Exactly. It, was, it was nice. Now I got a van. It's got electric windows and all the other stuff. So it's fairly, it's newer. It's newer, so I haven't any problems with it. But down the road, I'm thinking to myself, this stuff's going to be, you know, it's going to be more to fix it. You oh, know, absolutely. I'm, I'm to, you know. How much is a window motor? Yeah, window uh, motor. Most, most cars. Window Two, motor. 300 bucks? Yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy. Now, yeah. Are you talking about just the motor or are you talking about parts and labor? Uh, just the, well, just the motor probably. Exactly. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So you, we're in the four to $600 range. By yeah. the time we R&R, take it out and put it in and diagnose it and all that kind of stuff. So it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. But I've got some other blind spot warning, a round view monitor, forward emergency braking, predictive forward collision warning, and rear cross-traffic alert. Now, my wife's 2015 F-car, I don't, I can't even say the word, you know what I mean? Yeah. The F-car has that rear uh, cross-traffic thing. <laughs> and when you're backing out and something. Anyway, it's it saved me from, from, uh, from having to explain to her that I wrecked her car. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, author Devin Spear will be my guest to explore the ongoing war between ISIS, the Kurds, Iran, Russia, Syria, and various other combatants. This show should help explain this volatile and consequential situation. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. All about that theme in the automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, and result of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, he personally knew Jesus Christ. He he is that old, but I want to tell you something. This guy knows more about transmissions than I I I think he is in the top three of all my life. He just knows transmission. He can build a power glide, a two-speed power glide off the fifties and sixties General Motors cars for a sand buggy to hold back a thousand horsepower V eight. 
if you want to put a blower on it and add 1,200 horsepower to it, he can still build a transmission for it. But in addition to that, the fundamentals don't escape him. He can build any of the newer electronic cars, and he understands them completely. So if you drive Central Phoenix, if you ever drive by 40th Street in Washington, on the north side of the street, there's Automatic Transmission Exchange, ATE. He's open Saturdays from 8 to 2 for your convenience. You can stop by and Phil drives your car and talks to you for nothing. But he's very capable of finding the specific problem that's causing your transmission to act up without rebuilding them like everybody else does. So that's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Let's go to the phones and take Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. I don't know. You guys are getting scary about these new cars. It is It is for us too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best thing to prolong the life of the vinyl seals around the doors and windows? What do you put on them? What do you put on yours? Do you put anything on your weather strip? No, I really don't. Um, but, I mean, you know, I know people have used Armor All. People have used, um, you know, uh, there's, I, I can't, I, I know somebody a long time ago told me that they were using some kind of snake oil. And I don't yeah. know, I don't remember what it was, though. Um, I think a, I think you're right though. I think it's an armor all issue or yeah. some kind of a rubber gasket weather strip treatment. I can tell you that the sun is the worst enemy of yeah. the of the of the rubber. So those cars that are in a in a garage fare much better than those cars that are left outside. There's no question about that. But even now, when you close the door, you only get to see about 10% of the gasket, where before you could see a whole bunch more. Right. So. Okay. Um, are you are you concerned with the car that you have right now? I'm yes. I'd like to keep them for the rest of my life. All right. Let let, let me give you some good news though, David. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you guys were hired by somebody to put weather strip on a door? Oh, it's been a long. I mean, yeah. Is I, it I, once a year, twice a year, ten times a year? Oh no! If it once a year at max. I mean, I don't even think we do it once a year. I think it's once every. You know, two or three years. I'm with you. Yeah. And so, Tom, both of us, what we're saying is, is that while I agree with you that in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, we had problems with weather strip, that doesn't appear to be anything at all from 2000 north to 2000. Would you agree with me, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's really not an issue. I think um, if you wipe them off with a, a damp rag every once in a while, right. and if you want to treat them, anything that, that rejuvenates uh, rubber gaskets uh, like armor all would be a good example you could use that i wouldn't go crazy with the armor all i'm thinking you're going to treat it two maybe three times a year this is not something you're going to do every week or every month okay. this is something that you might do at the beginning of the the summer and the end of the summer how's that yeah absolutely and I, you know those gaskets or you know those rubber seals they're really not exposed to the sun but you you are in arizona and, and they do they do rubber does dry out we all know that but but I, I think mark's absolutely right i think just if you did it maybe maybe two three times a year max um i think you i think it'd be good yeah and and if you're going to change them i i, I do want to say that we wouldn't normally be the people that they would hire to do that it would be paint and body shops paint and body yep and and but i i I would think that that's that the answer is going to be the same. I doubt it that they've got people walking in there wanting it. So yeah. good luck to you, Tom. Tom, we're going to move on and go to Marty. Marty, how can we help you today? Yeah, Mark, what's the best way to break in a, a rebuilt engine, and when should you do the first oil change? Uh, tell me about the motor first. Uh, it's just an old uh, Subaru 1.6 and a Brat. Okay. Break-in engine. 
You want to answer that? Well, is it something that you rebuilt or somebody? Yeah, I just, just had somebody, 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 somebody. I just had somebody rebuilt it. Yeah, so it's back in there, and uh, I just got it going again. Well, what kind of oil did he put in it? Did he put conventional, or blended, or a, semith- a yeah, synthetic? It's a, it's a blend I got in there right now. Okay, I would change it at three to five thousand miles, and I and I think I think universally we'll all agree that you do not use your cruise control for the first five thousand miles, and that you vary the throttle a lot, and the way to break in a motor is is to load it and unload it, load it and unload it. So you're going to drive your wife crazy by being on the throttle and off the throttle, on the throttle and off the throttle. But cruise control, a steady speed, is the worst thing for a new motor, according to the oil guys. And your blended oil, your semi-synthetic, is a good good choice. So three to 5,000-mile oil change. I want to tell you something. When was the last time, Dave, you found a filter that was plugged up? Have you ever seen a filter or a symptom of a filter plugged up? No. The idea behind all of this has to do with is it's going to shed metal. Your filter will handle whatever metal it's going to shed right. the first 3,000 miles, and you don't have anything to worry about it. So just stay right there, and I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, if you have any other questions, we'll take them. And it's just that I'm running up against a break right now. So, uh, uh, Gil, if you'd put Marty on hold. And we also have open lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Marty, if you have any other questions, we'll get them on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Hugh Hewitt isn't stressing about the volatile stock market. No, I don't think I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet. Markets are unsettled by China. They are very upset by the price of oil falling to $28 a barrel because they don't know what it means to the economy. I'm aware of the market ups and downs. I just don't think it's news. Uh, if you went through 2008, you do not worry about the news. The Hugh Hewitt Show, afternoons at 4, right before Mark Levin at 7, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, 
I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. A new national poll by Wall Street Journal and NBC News exposes serious problems for the GOP and for talk radio. On some issues, self-described Republicans express opinions you'd expect with huge majorities backing traditional marriage, gun rights, and the right to life movement. But respondents were also asked, do you enjoy listening to conservative talk radio? Only 38% of Republicans said yes, meaning that 62% of the GOP doesn't even like the most important component of conservative media. This reflects sharp declines in ratings for some of the most prominent talk radio shows. The angry, shrill, and pessimistic tone taken by many hosts appeals to barely a third of those who identify with the GOP. Republicans should recognize that radio rants don't really speak for the party's broader base, and radio talkers should provide a more reasoned and welcoming perspective to reach a wider audience. I'm Michael Medved. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, just north of Osborne, and he's been around since 1971. He's been on our best car repair shops list for many, many, many years, and I've actually worked in a variety of different arenas with his father, Dennis. So actually, you're kind of like my son's age, yeah, and uh, and I'm like your dad's age, yeah, <laughs> very similar to that. Okay, well, let me tell you real quick about um, uh, IMM Auto Service and why IMM Auto Service is on our list. IMM works on cars that nobody else wants to. IMM works on Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. Those cars are not made like every other car. That would be like a horse with three heads and four tails. That's what a Volvo is. That's what a Saab is. That's what an Alfa Romeo is. That's what a Fiat is. It's There's nothing there that looks like a Chevy or a Ford or a Chrysler or a Honda or a Toyota. They are just different cars. IMM is great. They've been around since 1972. They service all kinds of domestic and import cars, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, and you have a problem where you want a senior guy with gray hair that's worked on those cars for years and years to diagnose your problem, then IMM Auto Service in Tempe is the place that you should go. We were talking to Marty, and Marty had asked about a new Subaru motor that he had just had installed, and he was talking about the break-in procedure and, um, and when he should change his oil. So, Marty, you had another question. We're ready for that. Yeah, one other issue I had was I drive around the neighborhood all day at 40, 45, no problem. And the one time I took it out on the highway after about four or five miles driving 55, 60, it just lost all power. It was still idle, but as soon as I tried to give it the gas, it was stalled. So I limped it back home, and it hasn't done it since. I just took it out on the highway, no problem. So I wasn't sure if it was a catalytic converter, because it's probably original. The next day, after it was cold, it started up and ran, no problem. Or the gas in there no. was a couple of years old, but it had stable. So I don't know if it was a well, 
it, no, it's not going to be the accelerator pump. Is it a carbureted Subaru or fuel injected? Yeah, carbureted. Okay. It sounds more like fuel control to me, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like a little absence of fuel. So it could have been a fuel filter plugged up. It could have been a fuel pump that, uh, you know, had a hiccup or a burp. Um, there was some kind of fuel delivery because you had enough fuel to idle the car, but you didn't have enough fuel to throttle the car. When it died, did it seem like it sputtered before it died, or did it just shut off like you should you turn the key off? No, nah, it just, just lost all power. It didn't even stall. It just, uh, I was just kind of shuddered, and then it, then it just I pulled over, and it was still okay. running. But then as soon as it was it, idling. He had idle yeah. circuit, but no. I think you're right. I think it's definitely a fuel delivery. It's definitely, yeah. I, that's what I think. Another thing, too, is let me let me draw a picture for you, okay? Oil, oil with respect to oil today, we want the oil. Put your hands together like you're praying. Okay, and rub them together like this. Okay, so just like you're rubbing them, you're going, mmm, that steak looks good. Okay, you're rubbing your hands. I want to get in between the palms of your hands and I want to carry the trash away, carry the heat away, and provide lubrication. Is it better with peanut butter or or sewing machine oil? Sewing machine oil. Because it's going to be easier to get in and get out. Absolutely. That's exactly why we're in the arena of zero twenty, like you said, zero yeah. twenty, zero five, zero twenty, zero thirties, fifteen thirties, fifteen twenties. You got all these different kinds of oils, but they're all thinner, but they're actually better. I hope on your Subaru that you're not using a twenty fifty or a thirty weight. I hope you're using a ten thirty, and that would be an appropriate oil for your new motor. Yeah, yeah. One of the one, one. Okay. One other thing. Let me explain. When 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 you throttle up your Subaru brand new engine, we're going to send oil throughout the engine, but we're not going to exactly have as much oil as we want. So when you throttle up hard, we're going to we're calling it rattling the motor. Okay, when you back off, that's when oil goes crazy throughout the engine, and we use oil to cool the parts and lubricate the parts. So that's why we want constant throttle movement. We want you to throttle it up and what we call rattle the motor, and then back off and oil the motor, throttle up and back and and rattle the motor, and we're polishing all those internal components when you're on the throttle, and when you back up. We're cooling those off, and we're we're drowning them in oil. Does that make sense to you? Can I did I paint that picture good? Yep, sounds good. Okay, and that's what it's all about. That's why we don't want you to use any cruise control or any steady speeds for the first 5,000 miles. Just kind of stay on the throttle, back off the throttle. And I know the wife's going to be mad at you for throttling up and backing off and throttling down and backing off and doing all that kind of stuff. But you just need to do that so you polish that motor, and it'll last a long time. Thank you very much, Marty. Jerry, you're up next. Jerry, how can I help you today? Hey, Mark. Uh, let's see. Uh, first, I want to thank you. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I called. I was having a problem getting a gas cap off of Durango, and you told me it was actually the cap. Uh, and I did replace the cap, and I haven't had my uh, light come back on since. So good, good, good. Handle that one. And the other one is, um, what would you suggest people carry in their cars when they go on like a road trip? For Emergency breakdown type situations. Okay. Uh, Well, the best advice I have, and I'm going to go to you next, David. So you stay right there. The best advice is, is that I don't think you people understand how cheaply they can get towing insurance through their insurance company that gives their car insurance. Absolutely. And and in my case, it's eight to twelve dollars a year. And I can get towing. Now, the difference in the towing is this. I can be towed anywhere, and I don't have to be towed to the tow truck's personal shop. And I can be towed from Payson to Phoenix 
if it's Sunday afternoon and there's no one in Payson to fix the car. Yeah. Unlike many of the road services that are going to charge you 50 to $100 a year for road service, you you get a tow, but if you go in the opposite direction of where the tow truck lives, you have to pay a mileage charge, which can be two, three, four dollars a mile. And you you're going to be high pressured sale to be towed back to the tow truck shop because he wants your business. So I think the most important part is have a plan on if I break down, what am I going to do? There is a comfort. I remember in my motorhome, I pay, I paid. Uh, an exorbitant amount of money, $250 for road service. This is a true story, David. I broke down five miles east of the Arizona border in New Mexico on I-10. And um, they said, we just can't help you. We're sorry. This was an RV road service company. I had to call a truck out of Phoenix to come pick up this motorhome, and the tow bill was $3,200. So let me ask you, they could have made that call, but they weren't going to tow my motorhome for $250 annual premium of a $3,200 tow bill. Right. And I had to bring it back to Rocky Mountain Cummins because that's the dealer, and that's the closest dealer, either that or Albuquerque to the north, and that's further. So the answer to your question is, is be prepared, call your insurance agent, and skip all those road service companies and get your own road service and get your own free towing. And all you have to do is submit your bill to your insurance company. They write you a check, and we're done. Absolutely, and and another thing I always tell my clients is if you're going out of town, go to your shop, have them look over the vehicle before you go, uh, and make sure that you have some water for you. Um, most important thing is taking care of you. If you do get broke down for some reason, at least you have water on the side of the road waiting for the tow truck. But Mark's absolutely right. Go to your insurance company, get get hooked up with a with a roadside service. And uh, your problems are answered because you can't fix it on the side of the road anyway. Yeah, you're you know screwdrivers and I. I don't know about you, Dave, but we put all their old hoses in the, the spare tire well. Yeah. Now, if 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 Mrs. Jones or let's say Jerry's wife is halfway between here and Payson, or here in Tucson, and she breaks down and the upper hose is gone, if I stop to help her and she has the hose and there's two clamps on there, we're home free. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be able to get her on the road. Right. So having your old belts and take them off instead of throwing them away, I say you put them in the trunk of your car so you have the belts that came off your car. You know they work. And the hoses. So if you get stuck in Wilcox, Arizona on a Sunday, you don't need to have the Napa store open up. You can just use your old hose to get you back to Phoenix. And obviously blankets and water is yeah. like what you talk about. An extra quart of oil, yeah. um, a some uh, some road flares or yeah. some kind of triangles, just that kind of safety stuff. But I like what you said. I like you have to take care of you and your family first. So water and blankets yeah. are probably uh, uh, right there high on the list of. And and obviously you're gonna have a cell phone. Yeah. So you'll be able to to call somebody. But in if you have a cell phone, then you can get on. You can Google a towing facility in Tucson, and you can call somebody to come and get you if that's what you want to do. But you can't load too much in your car because if you start carrying your toolbox and a floor jack, then you're going to lose fuel economy. Yeah. And in reality, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you broke down? Oh, it's been uh, – the last time I broke down was probably about seven years ago. I had a flat tire. Okay. And, and I had to change it on the side of the road. But uh, working on your car on the side of the road is not a good idea anyway. Right. It's Absolutely. Just, it's just not because – 
with the exception of the motorhome. That's yeah. the only time I've ever been broke down. Now, I've had tires, like you said. Yeah. And, and oh, I, I, I remember one time that a, a truck threw up a big rock and smashed the windshield, so I pulled over, and I just had some duct tape, and I just duct taped because I didn't want the glass to blow inside the car. That was it. That was the only two things I've had. And I don't really have a lot of customers. The, the r- risk on a newer model car of breaking down is pretty slim. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And the hoses and belts, like you talked about, they last for so long now. I mean, we don't normally have that. They don't blow as used to, you know. Yeah. All righty, Jerry, thank you very much for asking us. Thank you very much. Let's go on and let's go to Sal. Sal, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hey, Mark, good morning. I've got, my daughter has a 2009 Subaru Forester and the front window, the with power windows, the front two windows have stopped working. The back two work, um, but the front two have just stopped. Any ideas? Okay, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you a question. Will the master switch on the driver's door operate the back two door windows? Yes. Okay. So you can't operate either one of those windows, whether it's from the master switch or whether it's from the passenger door. Correct. And, and it's an 09. How many it's miles are on it? Um, got about 80,000 miles. David, got any ideas? Oh, it's, it's probably, I don't think it's a switch. I think it's probably the motor. Okay, but both motors. Yeah, both motors. Both motors. But you'd have to start at the switch. Though. You'd have to start and check yeah. the switch first. You're going to have to pop the switch out, and you're going to have to understand how Windows switch continuity. Yeah. So we go ground power, but power ground, and we reverse the polarity to reverse the motor to get the motor to unwind and, and wind up. So you're going to check the switch first. And the switch, the master switch on the driver's door is the one that's used more than any other switch in the car. Right. right. And the two windows that you use is the two front windows. Yeah. And so that's the master switch is, is still the suspect. We have to eliminate that. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take one door panel off, and we're going to check to see if we have power and ground to that motor when the switch is talking to the motor. Mm-hmm. If there is no power and ground, then we have to go look at relays, we have to look at fuses, and we have to look at the wire harness where the door opens and closes, because so, sometimes the wires will break inside that rubber loom. Okay. So it, another thing that we'll do is is we'll actually artificially inseminate that motor in the car. Yeah. So we'll take a, a, a fused black wire and red wire, and we'll unplug the motor, and we'll go, and then we'll switch the wires, and we'll do that to test the motor. Sometimes, how many times have you ever got into a door and you hit the doggone motor with a hammer and it starts working? I've even hit, I've even hit them. Customers have come in like 6 o'clock at night when I was getting ready to leave and the window won't go up. I've just taken my fist and hit the inside of the panel uh-huh. and got the window, got it to go up. Because the brushes on the motors get short and the springs don't push them against the armature. So when you jar the door with your fist and you have to know how hard and how not yeah. hard to hit it. Right, absolutely. You don't do it on the paint side. You do it on the door panel side. What you do is you jar the motor enough to where that brush hits the armature and all of a sudden it works. Right. What that tells you is the motor's bad right. and it's going to be bad, but you fixed it. At six o'clock at night for this lady, right? Just to get the window up, and then of course you have to, It's not a permanent fix. Obviously, it's going to happen again. But uh, but you're absolutely right. The thing of it is, is is checking the switch. And sometimes what I've done too is when there is a switch problem, I've taken my finger and I've manipulated the switch enough to where it actually made contact to where it got the window. Up. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that yeah. up because sometimes I'll take a screwdriver 
yeah. and just push hard and rock the switch left and right and back and forth, and sooner or later it works, and then you go, I got a, a bad switch. Right. Because the motor's not bad if you can manipulate that switch. So learn from us, Sal. Okay. Work Check. the switch really hard. Okay. And then bang on the doors on the inside and see if you can, and you got to use both switches. Both front door switches have to be operated at that time. Okay. So try that and see what happens. The diagnostic okay. for that is seventy-five to one hundred and twenty-five dollars to find out what's the matter with it. That's what you're going to pay. Just about any shop to do it. Just about any shop could do it. Great. Yeah, just about any shop on my list of the best car repair shops can do it. But any shop's going to charge you seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five dollars to diagnose your problem. Okay. And that and then a lot of times. Some of the labor is going to be offset because to diagnose it, we got to pull the door panel off, and then and then we're already halfway there. So, thank you very much, Sal. We'll be back right after this and six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.